The Talk Show. A very good evening to you and welcome to the talk shop on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader on this Thursday evening. I am Masachaba Mdolo. Tonight we're going to be getting up close with our mover and shaker, Dr. Mbulelo Desmond Ngango, who's a researcher at the Agricultural Research Council, the Institute for Tropical and Subtropical Crops. And then at around 7.30, we talk about a uh, funding phase, actually. They're taking place currently in three provinces. The Western Cape was launched today. It's an initiative of Deloitte and we'll be talking to Andre Potters, a Deloitte Southern Africa Corporate Finance Advisory Lead Partner and Leader of the Infrastructure Advisory Practice for Sub-Saharan Africa. And then in the second hour of the talk shop tonight in our relationship corner we're talking about the importance of premarital counselling. We're asking is it important for couples to have premarital counseling and uh, if we've been dating and cohabiting for years is there a need for us to get premarital counseling Vilma Talvert counselor with the Family Life Centre at uh, the Westbury office will be joining us to talk about this of course we've got African affirmations coming your way brought to you by the Iskia Institute and we're going to wrap up tonight by talking about commemorating 10 years of ARVs in the public health system with the TAC. We'll be joined by Patrick Mledger, KZN Provincial Chair for the Treatment Action Campaign. That is the lineup for the talk shop tonight. I am Masachaba Mtolo. Let's get right into it, getting up close with our mover and shaker. Um, and he is Mbulelo. Desmond Ngango. Um, he's going to be joining us in a sh- short while. He is a member of the South African Citrus Improvement Scheme Advisory Committee. He's also a researcher at the Agricultural Research Council's Institute for Tropical and Subtropical Crops, where he's managing the post-entry quarantine of the citrus, as well as citrus gene bank collection on behalf of the Department of Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries. When he was uh, still a PhD, PhD student in the Department of Microbial Biochemical and Food Biotechnology at the University of the Free State. He received an exceptional honor. Um, He was awarded first prize for his presentation in the biochemistry and industrial mycology session of the Asian Mycology Congress that was held in Malaysia. And he was one of the six postgraduate students from the Lipid Biotechnology Group who attended the Asian Mycology Conference. He's going to be joining us on the line to talk about uh, his interest in uh, bio technology, biochemistry, but also about who he is and where he's from and how was this interest cultivated. A very good evening to you, Dr. Desmond Mbulelo Ngango, and thank you so much for joining us. So welcome onto the talk shop. Hello, Marcelo. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, sir. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Dr. Ngango, please explain to us uh, what the Citrus Gene Bank Collection is all about. Well, um, the Citrus uh, Gene Bank, um, it's a nucleus uh, repository that um, has about 530 uh, citrus uh, cultivars. Uh, these have been collected over a period of 40 years uh, from around uh, the world. Um, how the collection has came into being is that, uh, as an example, for instance, 
um, say you will go to Australia as a farmer or as an agent and then you see a cultivar that's growing nicely there, it's doing well and you're thinking that um, you can get it in South Africa and then um, you know, uh, uh, start selling it in the, in, in, in the South African uh, market uh, to make money. So you will go to Australia, sort out the paperwork and then, mm-hmm. bring, and then bring the cultivar back home. And then, you know, this has happened over a period of 40 years where uh, farmers have gone overseas and then, you mm-hmm. know, they get these cultivars uh, here in South Africa and the ARC, IPSC, is actually maintaining uh, those uh, cultivars. Uh, by the way, we are we are one of the uh, repositories in the world that has this wide collection of the different uh, citrus cultivars. And uh, how does this fit in with the Citrus Improvements Program, and what exactly does it do in the grand scheme of things? Well, um, what we are, what uh, the main mandate of the of the Citrus Improvement Scheme is for us to have um, um, clean, uh, disease-free cultivars circulating in the country. Um, one of the one of the most devastating things that can happen is that we um, we then import a citrus cultivar that um, has a certain uh, virus or a disease that we cannot control. And then when it gets in the country, it then devastates the whole citrus industry. So what we are trying to do as the citrus improvement scheme is to make sure that um, we clean off those cultivars of uh, the different viroids and the viruses and make sure that we are supplying South Africa with um, um, the best uh, citrus cultivars that are disease-free. And and what does this mean for the ordinary farmer, especially our emerging farmers who are battling to get funding to really kickstart their programs? Well, um, the 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 only way that I come in, mm-hmm. uh, remember, I'm a, I'm a, I am a plant pathologist, mm-hmm. so um, my job really um, is to make sure that all the citrus cultivars are free of the disease, as the as the title says, plant pathology. Uh, it means I, I, you know, the same thing that you have with a medical doctor who will only focus on the well-being of a human being. So I, I also focus on the well-being of um, of plants. You know, making sure that they are productive for the farmers. And uh, mm-hmm. what uh, one of the main uh, goals also of the citrus improvement scheme is also to supply the emerging farmers. Uh, you know, with the best producing. Citrus cultivars for them to be able to make profits, for them to be able to generate income, and for them also to be able to create jobs. You're a trained microbiologist by profession, and as you said, you're a plant pathologist. What yes. had you going into this profession? I want to get up close now with Dr. Mbulele Desmond and we'll get to know the man behind the title, behind the positions. We are taking your calls on 0891-104-207, 0891-104-207, or SMS us on 34701. SMS number is 34701, and SMSs are charged at two rand. We're back after this. The talk shop. 
This is the talk shop on SAFM 104 to 107. It's a Thursday, so we're getting up close with our mover and shaker. And tonight, he is Dr. Mbulelo Desmond Ngango, a researcher at the Agricultural Research Council Institute for Tropical and Subtropical Crops. We're talking uh, about this microbiologist and to this microbiologist and plant pathologist, young boy from Butabelo. How does a young man from Butabelo, Dr. Ngango become a plant pathologist? Well, uh, Master Chaba, mine is a very um, interesting and a very fascinating story. Um, my, my initial um, career path would have been to be a structural civil engineer. And uh, my mother then wanted me to be a, a medical doctor. So when I uh, when I was doing my metric, um, I then said um, it's it's that time of the year where we need to send in our applications and and all of that. And then uh, she said to me, "Well, I have money uh, uh, for you uh, to go register at the University of the Free State to do medicine." Mm-hmm. And then I sent in my application, and I was told that uh, I was not good enough for medicine. I must first go do first year BSc. And then afterwards, I will then, um, uh, you know, study medicine again. And then in in my first year of, you know, doing BSc, that's where the love for for science, specifically mm-hmm. microbiology, came in. Just just not to interrupt you, but how does someone who with a distinction in mathematics, um, in their matric year, you know, how do they get called not good enough to do medicine? Well, uh, maybe uh, when I say good enough, uh, that is a bit of an over-exaggeration. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you clarified that. Yes, but, uh, uh, but I mean, uh, remember at that time, you know, there were a lot of other students that were also excellent. I remember mm-hmm. in my school, there was a guy who, um, who had, I think, 98% in mathematics, and he was also accepted, you know, straight away for medicine. And mm-hmm. also there was the other guy also who had a distinction in mathematics also, but he was never accepted, and then he he chose to went for uh, engineering. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, the competition might uh, might have been tighter there. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So when you then decided to major, um, you know, you took your BSc degree and you decided to major in microbiology and physiology. Why those two? I mean, what was it that had you, you know, especially microbiology, were you thinking still of going into medicine? Yes, I mean, um, like I said, um, they said to me I must go to BSc, and, mm. I, and I thought, ah, let me just go to first year BSc, and then we'll take it from there. But uh, in my first year of study at the University of the Free State, my professor then, who became my uh, my mentor, my supervisor, um, you know, in our first year biology course, I mean, he showed us something very interesting. Um, he said, for instance, we must go home, sample the cleanest area that we think is clean. So we went home, we sampled the cleanest, you know, areas that we thought was clean. And then we then incubated, uh, the, you know, whatever it is that we had sampled into, you know, the different cultures. And within 48 hours, you know, we had lots of growth on the plates that we, uh, we were using. And when we looked under the microscope, we then saw these things that I didn't know what they were at the time. Um, you know, unicellular cells, you know, funny looking things. And then, you know, the professor said at, at the time, guys, do you see how powerful science is? You might think that someone, something is clean, 
But then when you go deeper into it and you try to understand what's happening, this is the world that you'll be exposed to. Mm-hmm. And and from there, I was just hooked. I mean, I was like, you know, what is this thing, you know? So I was hooked. And, I mean, when you explained at home what it is that you were doing, what you were now studying, and that you were not going to be pursuing medicine anymore, what what was the response like? Well, um, I think I think it's 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 it was not one of those where we sat down and we sort of discussed. Um, I think it was one of those where you know uh, my parents could see that he was doing fairly well with BSc, and um, so it was just one of those things. Did you apply for medicine? Um, I'm still thinking of it, you know, but I didn't want to come out explicitly to say I don't have interest in medicine, and you know from second year, third year, and then you know the ball was just rolling. So. I guess everyone just sort of, you know, forgot about it. So was it during first year that you decided you want to go um, and, and into the research field? Yes, uh, that happened during the first year. I mean, remember, like I said, um, you know, uh, the professor said, you know, um, the air that we're breathing in and out, is it clean? You know, so we had to go out and investigate. Is it really clean or is it dirty? Because, I mean, when you look at it from a layman's you know, person, you could be thinking the environment is clean, mm. you know, the air that you're breathing in. Mm. But then there are techniques that can show you, you know, you can sample the air and then see what sort of, you know, hojas, you know, bacteria, fungi, you know, microorganisms are there. And then I did that and, you know, one, one was exposed to this amazing, extremely fascinating world of microbiology and science. And from there I said, you know, this is something that I want to do. This is something that is interesting. This is, you know, this is something that will not, you know, bore me. Because I was thinking, you know, medicine, you're going to be dealing with blood, you know, people. It, you know, it might get to a situation where it's a routine. But I said, with science, it will offer something completely different. You know, you, you go in the lab today, you know, you discover something new, and then you are, you are curious, you know, it's solved. Tomorrow something new comes again. So it's a world that is revolving, and, it, and you know, it's exciting. It's, you mm-hmm. know, you're always on your toe. I want to talk about uh, the um, first prize that you received for your presentation in the Biochemistry and Industrial Mycology session of the Asian Mycology Congress. And I want to talk about when the passion for plant pathology came into play. Philip, in KZN, I'm going to be taking your call just after this. The Talk Shop. So it's a talk shop on SAFM 104 to 107, getting up close with our mover and shaker, Dr. Mbulelo Desmond Ngango, researcher at the Agricultural Research Council Institute for Tropical and Subtropical Crops. He's managing the post-anti-quarantine of the citrus, as well as the Citrus Gene Bank collection on behalf of the Department of Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries. He has received awards such as Outstanding uh, Master's Dissertation, um, he's received the Chris Small Prize for Outstanding Master's Dissertation, the Andres Brink Sassol Prize for Best MSc Dissertation in Microbiology, um, the J.P. van der Walt Prize for Best MSc Dissertation in Yeast Science, Best Presentation at AMC and 9th IMFMS Joint Meeting that was held in Malaysia. He's received uh, the Innovation NRF Postdoctoral Scholarship and the University 
Party of the Free State Vice Chancellor's prestige young scholar. So this is a young man with many awards to his name. The presentation uh, at AMC um, he made at the tender age of 24 when he was still studying for his um, for his PhD. And we'll talk about that presentation. But let's take Philip and get it in. Philip, thank you so much for staying on the line. Welcome onto the talk shop. Hey, my sister, and hi, Dr. Mulelo. Hi, Philip, how are you? Yes, I'm great, man. You know, Dr. Mulelo, you are a jewelry crown uh, over our nation that is dying of consumption without focusing on production as owners of this land. But my advice to you, Doug, with all these advances that we have made, is that firstly, communicate thoroughly with progressive legal gurus uh, of our own to protect your intellectual property rights. That is uh, step number one. Step number two, I will actually then like to advise you to communicate with the young scientists like yourselves who might be arranging from different, uh, 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 in, uh, arranging in different fields so that we as Africans, we can prove to the world that our own ancestors, we as Africans, we were not my sister and Dr. Mulelo, born to be poor. Mm. Our own ancestors were great, I'm talking of great kings. Here yes. in Natal, we, yes. were, we had shagas who managed to distill still before the arrival of a white man. Okay. Now, it is then important that you to develop this thing, coordinate amongst yourselves, so that if I can go and buy a product which says to Kambule Elo's product, I'll die being a happy man. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very much for the call. Appreciate it. I want to talk about the work that you're doing as a researcher, but I'm sure you want to uh, quickly comment on uh, Philip's call. Well, um, 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 uh, I can, (laughs) I can, I can, I can. I can definitely um, understand, you know, um, uh, Philip's uh, frustration. Um, to an extent, you know, where we're talking about uh, lack of um, interest amongst um, uh, young young persons in mm-hmm. the field of agriculture and also in the field of uh, of science in general. Uh, I think that is uh, that is something that we definitely need to have a dialogue around. You know, to say why are we not getting specifically females? I mean, why are we not getting these people? In these various fields, I know that the NRF, you know, has uh, has ranging uh, products where they have scholarships that are only focused on, you know, promotion of women. You know, I know that, you know, um, uh, certain scholarships are only meant for women, you know, just to get them in, you know, mm-hmm. to uh, uh, to get the ball rolling. But I think the main thing that needs to happen is that the message needs, you know, it needs to get out there. And I think the biggest a, a problem or rather mistake that's happening is that we want to get to them when when they're adversity but i think we need to you know we need to intercept them at the level of you know say a grade five you know when they're still young um when they're still searching for role models you know we need to have we need to have lots of you know mbulelo nango you know coming up you know children identifying say i want to be like that guy i want to be like that lady mm-hmm. i think that's mm-hmm. the only way in which we can get them into that field but you know for now there's not a lot of us so um in the process you know young people you know they all want to be doctors they all want to be cas mm-hmm. you know they all want to be these 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 grandstanding you know um 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 
professionals, you know, uh, because there is lack of, you know, role model in the field of agriculture and science. Absolutely. And also information. I think there's a lack of information. I think young people are not aware of career opportunities that are open to them. When you talk about uh, getting into the uh, agricultural sector, they immediately say, but I don't want to be a farmer. Yes. Overlooking the fact that agriculture encompasses so many disciplines. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's about getting that information out there. And, uh, you know, the research. You're a researcher. Have you always wanted to be an academic? Yes. Um, uh, being an academic, it's something that I've always wanted. I remember, you know, way back, I used to have this discussion with Professor Koch. You know, he will say, don't you want to be a lecturer? I said, I, you know, I don't see myself as that type of a person who will go, you know, lecture, you know, a thousand students, mark scripts, you know, prepare exam papers. You know, my passion has always been behind the desk. My passion has always been, you know, wearing that lab coat, you know, wearing those goggles, you know, finding solutions, you know, um, struggling with, 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 with whatever it is that one will be struggling with. That has always been my passion, you know, to be a researcher, to find, you know, solutions and uh, to problems that are out there. Mm-hmm. So lecturing has never really been my thing, but being a researcher is something that I've always wanted uh, to be. And um, in terms of innovative stuff, getting your stuff out there on the market, I mean, one of the points that Philip and Kezadin made was that he'd like um, for you to create something and, and, you know, buying something that was created by Dr. Mbulelo Desmond Ngango. But that's not really what you do, is it? Yes. um, uh, Currently now, uh, my research, um, one of the projects, um, it's focused on the avocado sunblotch uh, viral disease. Mm -hmm. What is currently happening, the the avocado industry, um, there is a very devastating viroid that they are struggling with. And um, the ARCITSC, we have always offered them uh, diagnostic support Mm -hmm. where, for instance, they will send in samples and then we'll tell them that it's positive or it's negative and then they will then eradicate that specific tree which is positive. But um, what I'm doing now in my research is actually to try and go deeper to understand, to say one of the questions that we are are currently dealing with is that is the viroid evenly distributed in a plant? Now, if we can answer that question, where, for instance, if we can find out that if a viroid is is evenly distributed across a tree, then we can say when you eradicate, or rather when you sample, you know, when you send samples to us, you must not only say, you know, take from from the left-hand side of the tree, but Mm -hmm. you must rather sample across the whole tree. And now when you do that, you increase the chances of us identifying whether it's positive or it's negative. So this is one of the things that um, I'm currently busy with now. And and um, obviously after that, we want to look at the variation, mm-hmm. the, the different strains that exist of this viroid, and, you know, which, uh, which of these strains are prevalent in which province, and how is this viroid uh, coping under the, the different um, conditions. Remember, your avocado is grown um, in Mpumalanga uh, province as well as in the Limpopo mm-hmm. uh, province. But mm-hmm. I mean, the, the temperature conditions are not the same in the two uh, provinces. So that's what we also want to get into to see exactly what is the behavior of the pathogen under the different conditions. And, you know, so a product or rather a prototype that will be developed out of this research. Um, Philip will not exactly be the direct beneficiary, but a farmer will mm-hmm. be a direct beneficiary mm-hmm. of that. But then I think Philip, Philip will benefit. Will benefit, yes. But mm-hmm. then Philip will benefit by getting a quality avocado uh, fruit at the end of the day. So Excellent. I think um, 
to him, you know, the benefit won't be direct, but it will be direct specifically to the farmer. And also that will increase the competitiveness of, you know, um, the South African avocado industry across. Like I said, this is one of the, this is one of the projects uh, uh, that I'm working on, and the other one obviously being citrus. We're talking to microbiologist and plant pathologist Dr. Mbulelo Desmond Ngango, researcher at the Agricultural Research Council Institute for Tropical and Subtropical Crops. We are taking your calls 0891-104-207 or SMS 34701. Our SMS number is 34701 to get into conversation with Dr. Ngango and SMSs are charged at two rand. The Talk Shop. This is the talk shop on SAFM 104-107. I am Masachaba Mdolo talking to an exceptional young man. He is our mover and shaker, Dr. Mbulelo Desmond Ngango, a microbiologist and he, he's a trained microbiologist and he's currently a plant pathologist. He is a uh, a researcher at the Agricultural Research Council Institute for Tropical and Subtropical Crops. Taking your calls, 0891-104-207, 0891-104-207, or SMS us on 34701. SMS number is 34701, and SMSs are charged at two rand. Mike and Durban, good evening to you, and welcome onto the talk shop. Thank you, Mati. Mike, good evening. Uh, being Hi. from Durban, I'm a banana boy. <laughs> I'd like to know from the doctor what percentage of bananas grown in this country and the others imported are genetically modified. Mm. Good one. Thank you so much for the call, Mike, in Durban. I was hoping that someone would bring up the issue of uh, genetically modified foods. Mike is asking about bananas. Yes. <laughs> Uh, well, um, um, bananas are not um, the area of my uh, specialty. I don't want to 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 uh, to comment on it. Uh, at least I get into trouble with you know the people that are specialising in that field. Um, I will I will I will I will then you know I think maybe perhaps I can I can give Mike uh, my contact details and then I can get more information from an from an expert in that field. In, in your field, I know that citrus industry and avocado, as you said, are your, the avocado industry are your areas of specialty, am I correct? Yes, yes. So tell us about GM there. I mean, how, what are we looking at? Um, currently, we don't have uh, GMOs um, in South Africa, and uh, I don't think even around the world, uh, people are not um, experimenting with uh, GMOs in citrus as well as in avocado. So okay. we are still safe there. Well, you say we are still safe. Do you think that there's enough information around genetically modified foods? Well, uh, let us let us let us look at it uh, like this. Say, for instance, we have um, dramatic um, climate change, um, either be say extreme cold or extreme heat. And will then want uh, cultivars that will be, you know, tolerant to say low, low temperature conditions or high temperature conditions. Um, first of all, we'll have to breed cultivars that, you know, will be tolerant under those conditions. And the inability for us to be able to breed, you know, such cultivars, uh, it means we'll then have to start interfering, you know, um, 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 
with their with their uh, genetic makeup, and mm-hmm. then you know this will then lead us you know to a state where we'll have to start saying perhaps you know GMO will be the right way to go. But for now, uh, we don't have that uh, that problem currently. Doctor Nanga, tell us about your presentation um, that you made at the Asian Mycology Congress. Uh, you were just 24 and also making their presentations with seasoned and very experienced, uh, um, you know, academics in this particular field. Yes. Well, um, it's, 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 it was just one, uh, one of those presentations where, um, as a 24-year-old, um, recently started PhD, you know, you are excited about, you know, giving a presentation at an international conference. And, you know, one was not really expecting anything to come out of it, you know, but what you just wanted to do was to go interact with other scientists around the world. And um, I gave it my best shot, you know, uh, I presented the best science that I was taught by Professor Koch. And um, during the gala dinner, you know, um, I was announced as the winner. Their, mm. their presentation um, at the time uh, talked about we wanted to uh, to track the mitochondrial activity in two, um, in three species of Asquadia, that is Asquadia corimbosa, Asquadia africana, and um, Asquadia uh, fulvescens. What we wanted to do was to uh, to say where is the highest mitochondrial activity in these plants, and um, uh, you know, with the study that I did at the University of the Free State, then I was able to demonstrate exactly as to where is the uh, the highest mitochondrial activity. Where is it? In these um, 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 respective um, species of of, of Asquadia, and uh, yeah, that uh, that is what made that killer presentation. Wow, and I understand that this kind of research can see us really combating the um, you know terminal diseases in the future. Yes, um, because uh, the other things that uh, that we used there, we used uh, cutting edge um, um, uh, technology where, for instance, we will dissect the different pathogens um, to see exactly inside the cell, you know, um, what is happening. Remember, we are talking about organisms that cannot be seen mm-hmm. with, the, with the naked eye, but, you know, with the use of um, a TM, uh, TEM, that is the, the um, electron uh, uh, microscope, we are able to magnify that uh, to a level where you can see exactly what is happening in there. Now, if you take that sort of um, uh, advancement that we do in the lab, and then say, for instance, you apply that in the field of um, um, medicine, for instance, where you can uh, you can go into the aorta, in, into the heart, you know, get to the disease that people cannot normally get into, and then you are able to magnify to have better, you know, view of whatever it is that you want to have a look at. So. There were wide-ranging applications to that study that I conducted during my PhD and my master's then. Now, you said that you were looking at uh, the three types of? Uh, (laughs) uh, Those were the species of Africana. Um, uh, Sorry, uh, Asquadia. Asquadia. Uh, Now, Asquadia, when he's at home, when she's at home, what what are they commonly called? I well, was not going to ask this, but I thought, you know what? I think I'm not the only one who's wondering what is Asquadia. Well, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, uh, these things are like, are like, okay. Um, and as an example, I mean, 
these things will be like you know human beings. You know, uh-huh. you need you need to give them names. Uh-huh. So the only way we can identify because I mean, uh, you'll find that um, say for instance the other one will have a brain, the other one will uh, the mo- the morphology of the other one will be you know head shaped, the other one will be rugby, you know uh, that that oval shape like the other one will be round. So you will need to give them names. Um, and uh, you know some of the organisms that, you know with the with the most fascinating names that I worked on during my postdoc mm-hmm. was like say for instance Cryptococcus uh, neoformans. Um, you know such things. I mean, this is Latin that I'm talking about. I want to say Luena, <laughs> but I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> yes. Dr. Mbulele Desmond Ngana, a mover and shaker, uh, microbiologist and plant pathologist. What What's next, Dr. Ngana? Where does Desmond go from here? Where, what are Mbulelo's next plans? Um, then the next plan really for me is that uh, in South Africa, we're currently battling with citrus black spot. Um, I want to get into it, um, you know, understand what's happening. Um, we know that, you know, there, there have been instances where, you know, South Africa has had um, situations with the, some of the European um, um, mm-hmm. countries where we are not able to uh, to um, to take citrus there. Mm-hmm. I think South Africa has been lacking. Um, well, I mean, there has been research, but I don't think that there's been sufficient research in that aspect to be able to understand uh, the organism, to be able to understand um, how it's adapted to you know South African conditions, and really to go beyond where the Europeans are uh, are saying a fruit can be. A, a a a pathway for entry you know now we need to um we need to do in depth uh, research where where we are able to prove that a fruit cannot be a pathway for cbs to um uh, um to be established in some of the uh, european countries so that is what is next for me you know uh, except for the the avocado project but the next big thing for me really that i want to really put my foot my foot down on and put south africa in the map mm-hmm. is to be a world leader in um with cbs that is a citrus uh, black spot Thank you very much for joining us. We wish you all the best. Really, really appreciate you talking to us tonight. And we are truly proud of you, as Philip and KZN said. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much, Master. Thank you, Dr. Mbulelo Desmond Ngango. He completed his matric at Bobano Secondary School in Botabelo in 2000. And uh, he was doing his PhD in 2011. And as I said, he was 24 at the time. So you can start calculating how old he is now and how bright his future looks. Thank you so, so much. Truly amazing, Dr. Mbulelo Desmond Ngango, a microbiologist and plant pathologist who is a researcher at the Agricultural Research Council Institute for Tropical and Subtropical Crops. He was joining us from our Nelspreet studios, and thank you so much to our technical producer in Nelspreet. When we come back, we're going to be talking about funding fairs with Andre Potos, Deloitte's Southern Africa Corporate Finance Advisory League lead partner and leader of the infrastructure advisory practice for sub-Saharan Africa.